Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Okay. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. Oh my god, Brendan, you <laughs> screwed it up. Well, this is episode four, Money Can't Buy You Lemonade. Um, this week on Come Through Queen, um, we're going to be picking up with the news right where we left off last week. Uh, with the whole Kelly Ripa saga, there are a lot of updates. And we'll talk about a little album that was released this past week as well as the big announcement of new and returning Bravo shows that you may that may or may not be canon. That's still to be determined. Great. And then after that, we'll get into some of our shows. Um, this week, we'll be covering the season finale of I Am Kate's. Uh, there was a queen-size RuPaul's Drag Race. And then we'll be moving into The Real Housewives of Dallas, Beverly Hills, and New York. And then we'll wake you up on what y'all have been sleeping on. Take a deep dive on the true musicians of the music industry, the housewives, and finally crown the freak of the week and the one true queen. So, Brendan, catch us up on what's been going on with Kelly and Michael. So, where we last left you, Kelly Ripa had been missing from the show. Not really missing, but... Missing in action. Missing in action, taking a sick day after the news came down that Michael Strahan was leaving live with Kelly and Michael. And it was more than just a sick day. Yes. She fled. So (laughs) she had a sick day 
that she took, and then she took another day after that, and then she had what they said was a scheduled vacation to celebrate her 20th anniversary. Okay. So when she was leaving to go to the airport for her 20th anniversary, she was spotted leaving her Upper East Side townhouse holding a copy of a book called uh, David versus Goliath. So shots were fired. It was David, Kelly Ripa versus Goliath, ABC Disney. Wow. So then we get news that Kelly Ripa sent an email late Friday night to her staff saying that she's thankful for all the love and support she's gotten from them and she'll be back Tuesday morning. So let me set the scene where I was Tuesday morning. I was standing on the train platform waiting for the one train and I was running a little late to work and I get two texts from different people saying, (laughs) are you watching? And I was like, holy shit. I'm surprised you didn't more carefully plan your day around this. I I meant to, but things happened. (laughs) So I made one person live, live text me as I was on the subway. So I get into the office and I immediately, the first thing, we have a TV service that we, we can watch shows online. Never mind, it's too hard to explain. Okay. But okay, so cut to Kelly Ripa and Michael Strahan walking out hand in hand. Michael goes and sits at the desk and Kelly Ripa stands in front of the desk. Unprecedented. You, know, you never see Kelly stand and give a monologue. It's a tight shot and Kelly says... Guys, 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 our long national nightmare is over. (laughs) Look, I'm fairly certain that there are chain professional snipers with tranquilizer darts in case I drift too far off message. So she's self-aware. She knows. Um, She then goes on to just sincerely thank everyone um, and that she needed a couple of days to gather her thoughts. And after 26 years with the company, she thinks that she earned the right. And she then went on to... Talk about the importance of fairness in the workplace and respect in the workplace. Oh my god. The queen of morning television turned this into a message. I applaud her. (laughs) That's an interesting way for her to spin this. Yeah, but there's more. Okay. So then it was announced after the show that Michael Strahan is leaving the show three months earlier than was originally announced. Crazy. He's supposed to leave in September. He's now leaving in May, so in just days. And then news came today that reportedly Kelly Ripa might quit if they don't hire either Andy Cohen or Anderson Cooper to fill that seat. I mean, that seems like some serious demands considering the fact that, like, Andy has a full-time job right now. Well, they both do. But but we talked about last week that Anderson Cooper, yeah. like, his contract is up. Like, he can work around mm-hmm. this. Like, Anth- uh, Anthony. Andy, Andy. is... A like producer for Bravo. He has some VP title. It's a different. It's not even like in the NBC family. It's also if Andy Cohen takes this position and leaves Bravo, then the Housewives franchises and this show will be changed forever. Imagine a reunion special without Andy Cohen. Imagine watch what happens live without Andy Cohen. Yeah, like he can't do the late night eleven p.m. shift and then do the nine a.m. shift every day. Yeah. So if it's anything, I think it's going to be Anderson Cooper. But Jerry O'Connell's apparently the front runner. But he's also part of that like circle of friends. Yeah. So that doesn't surprise and me. And he's like kooky. Yeah. I would. Support I would him. support it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I think we're up to date on that news. Okay. 
Um, so did you want to talk about the new Bravo shows, or should we talk about the other big elephant in the room? Well, let's talk about the elephant. Okay, so I don't know if any of you heard, <laughs> but um, this woman named Beyonce... <laughs> just kidding, I'm just kidding. Um, released, <laughs> new artist. <laughs> released um, an album over the weekend. Well, first it was a visual album that aired on HBO. Yeah. It was really beautiful. I watched Sunday Night. And then she released the full album on title at the same time, I believe. Yeah, and it was then, that night. And then Sunday night she released... At midnight. So at midnight. So Monday morning yeah. she released Lemonade on iTunes. Yeah. We aren't going to go into an in-depth discussion about the album itself yeah. because I'm sure you've heard that over and over from people who are probably better versed yeah. than we are. We are not scholars. We are going to talk <laughs> about Wendy Williams, the conspiracy theorist. I mean, she is one of the greatest theorists <laughs> of our generation. So Wendy, of course, started out her show on um, Monday discussing the album and in particular the allegations against... Jay-Z, that he was unfaithful, and there was the whole thing with Rebecca with the, with the hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever have to hear about Becky with the hair again. Um, so, Rachel Roy, who's a fashion designer, is rumored to be this person. So, Wendy Williams, the conspiracy <laughs> theorist, starts out her show by saying, So, Rachel Roy, first of all, you're not this fighting girl. Meaning, it, Rachel Roy should stop trying to fight Beyonce, which I don't think she really was, except for that one Instagram post. Yeah. And then she says, fighting girl. And then here comes the conspiracy. Unless you're on Jay-Z and Beyonce's payroll and they pay you to mix it up for, I guess, sales for the lemonade. She calls it. <laughs> and then she goes on, quite frankly, I wish Beyonce had held off the album until after Prince, like the weekend had blown over. And Bill Cosby, don't get beside yourself. Long after the Prince is gone and Beyonce and Jay-Z are still together, we're going to circle back around and still deal with you. <laughs> I don't really know what the Bill Cosby part is. She <laughs> always goes off tangent. I mean, like, I'm actually just surprised in this moment that she didn't make Prince's death about herself. Yeah. Because remember when she made Wendy Williams' death all about herself? Wendy Williams' death? Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I, I would hope Houston. she would make that about herself. I meant Whitney Houston's death. But... Yeah, I do remember that. But they did have an iconic interview. I mean, that was, like, Whitney's most iconic interview. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, um, Wendy Williams never fails to entertain. Yeah. And, hey, I believe her conspiracy theory. I mean, that was definitely my favorite part of this whole rollout, um, of the whole album. I love Wendy's take. Mm -hmm. I love her, what she has to say. Um... I didn't even watch the, the visual, so I really don't have much to say about that. But I listened to the album once. All I can contribute is the fact that I am team whatever Wendy believes about this. Yes, <laughs> and that, that is our take. Yes. Um, so, Dan, why don't you tell us about the new news from Bravo? Yeah. Um, so, Bravo, like, I don't know if it's once a year or a few times a year, like, puts out an official press release. It's not even on the Bravo website. It's on, like... NBC Universal, like mm -hmm. .com, whatever it is. And they'll announce like what shows are returning, what shows are new. Mm -hmm. And it's important to remember for you uh, Bravo fans that this doesn't always pan out. Because if you guys remember, like I feel like last year around this time, they announced that uh, Nini and Kim like 
road trip show. And that was probably the highlight of that announcement, and that never came to fruition. They also announced Ladies of Dallas, which ended up turning into Real Houses of Dallas. Yeah, so there's there's sometimes like code words Mm -hmm. in there for what could become an actual... Housewives show. So tell us about the highlights of this particular okay. release. So, I mean, the shows that you know returning are returning. You know, Jersey, Potomac, Top Chef, obviously all returning, as well as OC, surprisingly, Man's Own with Children. I didn't realize I people were watching that. that. Um, flipping Out is never going to die. Uh, Don't Be Tardy. I'm, I'm surprised by that, too. I'm not surprised if you've ever watched it. Okay. It's great. And, like, they just do, like, the weirdest shit. It's, they're the weirdest family in the world, but, like, in a good way. And they have this weird, their theme is all revolving around, like, all the in-between shots are all shots from their security cameras in the house. Oh. It's got an interesting... That's very, like, mob-wise. Yes. They do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those are the returning shows. Uh, I guess there's new seasons of Married to Medicine, Atlanta, Below Deck, Ladies of London, which you love. Oh, my God. And I'm, I still have not watched. You're sleeping on Ladies of London. Wake uh, up. A million dollar... Listing Los Angeles, Atlanta's coming back, Beverly Hills is coming back. I mean, I hopefully with a little revamp that revamped. Cast. And Vanderpump Rules, thank God. Uh, but the new shows, uh, relative success with Tabitha Coffee, uh, something about Tabitha Coffee and business, and kind of like, I think she did like a, a, a salon makeover Tabitha's before. Takeover. Yeah, yeah, but now this is like a different, a different thing, same concept. Uh, maybe out of all the shows, the one that sounded most interesting to me, the, it's called Yours, Mine, or Ours, and it's starring Reza uh, Farahan from Shaws of Sunset, which I, I don't watch, but I like the promos. Like, they're entertaining, um, but I, I tried the first season of the show and I wasn't into it. Yeah. But anyway, he, apparently he's a real estate agent, and he's teaming up with some de- uh, decorator, Taylor Spellman, and they're working with couples who are about to move in together. And the whole concept is the interior decorator goes to each member of the couple's home to see, like, how they would redo their uh-huh. home if both people were to move into it. And Reza will show them new properties that they could move into. Oh, so, okay. So it's kind of like a little bit of a House Hunters, kind of like a little that, bit of there's a... There's a show that exists like that on HGTV. Yeah. Like, they either are able to redo their house or find a new one. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But yeah. with, like, Reza as the star. Yeah. I mean, okay. it sounds interesting. I like uh-huh. it. I mean, I like a home show. I've mentioned my, my Tiny House Hunters addiction before, yes. so we'll see that. Uh, then and Now is returning with Andy Cohen. I didn't watch the first three I episodes. I couple episodes. It was okay. Yeah, I don't plan on it. Um, Summer House. Something to do with, like, uh, a group of friends who rent a house for the summer between Memorial Day and Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds like it will never live up to Jersey Shore. Uh, then Oklahoma City, which in parentheses it says working title, which makes me think, could this be a real house of Oklahoma City? Oh, no. Yeah, who knows? But uh, this is a half-hour comedy. Oh. This might be scripted. Uh, yeah, you're right. It might be scripted. Uh, who knows? They, <laughs> uh, then there's also The Lodge, um, which... Wait, this... The Lodge... Okay, so The Lodge is basically... If anyone remembers Apres Ski, which happened last year, it was a reality show that basically followed these kids who all worked together in a, as concierges for this, like, crazy 
company that gives yeah. you the vacation of your life in Whistler. Yeah, And yeah. so the lodge sounds like the exact same show. Well, this one is taking place at Whistler as well, which so, I've been to once, and it's actually a very nice location. So. Yeah, but, like, I wonder if they're just, like, they didn't have a good enough cast or something last year, so they're just, like, Hoping people forget yeah. that Apreski aired. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, so that's the rundown of all the new shows. Uh, so for me, I'm most into that Reza show, but to be determined, we'll see if it's actually canon. And don't sleep on Ladies of London. Don't sleep on Ladies of London, I guess. And continue to sleep on Manzo with Children. (laughs) (laughs) Take a deep sleep. sleep. (laughs) A night's rest. Don't even turn your alarm on. (laughs) Uh, so now after going through all those possible new shows... It's time to talk about the shows that we care about. Okay, so we can like briefly talk about I Am Kate. Yeah, there's not a ton to talk about. What do you have to say? This was the season finale. It was the season finale. I mean, I don't really have anything to say except for generally I think that this season explored a lot of like really cool things and things happened on that show that have never been discussed on television before. Yeah, I like that it was more issue-oriented this season than like Kate's journey-oriented. Yeah. The one thing I liked was, you know, when they were like trying to turn Kate around... And, like, oh, like, get involved in this whole, like, the stuff with the laws oh, and the, the bathrooms. Thing. And Jenny says, you know, we have this message. If only someone had a TV show in order to, <laughs> <laughs> to get this message across, I was cackling at that. That was my favorite part. Yeah, so they were in Houston, and they visited this church, this mega church, where a lot of the pastors who had passed this anti-LGBT law in Houston lived and we didn't actually get to go into the church yeah not surprising i mean i was expecting that but it was good i it ended on a good note um do we think it's gonna be back next season dude what do you know i don't know anything um but i think it might be only to like i think e and nbc universal probably wants to like keep up this pro yeah lgbt thing i mean even if it's not like a ratings hit, I think it's still something good for them to have in their, like, collection. Yeah, and I think it's, like, pretty critically acclaimed. Yeah. So. I mean, I'll watch. I'll, I'll be tuning in. Yeah. Okay. For Jenny So, Boylan. that's it for this season. No reunion show, unfortunately. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> they bring in Cohen to... I would love it. Shandy would just rule a reunion. <laughs> Uh, so that's it. We have a very big episode of Drag Race, 90 minutes. 90 minutes long. It was probably, I will say, one of the best episodes of Drag Race. Herstory? Maybe not Herstory, but like definitely this season. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been a great season overall. I liked it more than last week, even though last week's uh, lip sync was better. Uh-huh. Like the episode itself had better structure just because with 90 minutes they could actually have conversations rather than like mini challenge maxi challenge like run runway like there's enough time in 90 minutes to for there to be more character development so this was the like puppet mini challenge yeah puppet mini challenge and like for some reason this year they made everyone loves a puppet into a catchphrase that i didn't know was a catchphrase before oh yeah did you notice that and so they what they basically have to do for people who don't usually watch Drag Race, is they are each assigned a puppet that they have to make over to be another one of the queens. And yeah. They have to have so the puppet's a boy at first, and yes. they, like, do a makeover for the puppet. And they have to um, then, like, do a little routine, a little number with them. Not yeah. a number, but, like, a... Like a comedy... Like a shady... Yeah. 
It's kind of like the library is open part two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think Chi Chi won that challenge. Yeah, Chi Chi as Bob. Chi Chi as Bob. Which like I think she partially won just because Bob is such like a great person to intimidate, and it reminded me of uh, intimidate. You mean imitate? Oh, imitate, <laughs> intimidate. <laughs> we are a few red wines and Ferrero Rochers in, so <laughs> the words might be swapped here and there. Uh, but it reminded me of, I don't remember who had had Bianca's puppet, but it was like very like screamy in the same way, like, I'm Bianca Del Rio, da, 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 da. Yeah. and it was like, I'm Bob the Drag Queen, joke, joke, joke. Totally. Um, but Derek was just being mean and not funny. Derek uh, isn't funny. I know, he's only mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Naomi was very funny when, when she had Derek. And made the thruple joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, like, the hand and the puppet. That was funny. Derek Berry's in a thruple. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, that was it for the puppets. And then the they had to create three different looks. Yeah. Um, one of them was a baby drag look. Yeah. Um, the second one was their mo- their own mother. Yeah, not to, their drag yeah. mother. Their actual They had to mo- do dra- an interpret drag as their mother. And then the third one, they had to make looks out of books. Looks out of books. Looks out of books. I think because David Sedaris was one of the guest judges. Yeah, and Amy. David and Amy were yeah. the guest judges. Uh, so it was a, this whole challenge was a great opportunity for Rue to have conversations with the girls about their mothers. Oh my god, it was so sad. But sweet, too. Sad and sweet and like just so many feelings and emotions. Yeah, Bob... Was very emotional, yeah. the whole thing, like how his mom got sick, and oh, yeah. like she came out to support him, that was very nice. And um, Kim Chi's mom doesn't know oh. that she does drag, and it was yeah. Rue encouraging her to tell her mom. Yeah. And Naomi's mom, like, has 11 children, and is yeah. like, apparently, like, oh my God, this like, amazing woman. Amazing mother. I don't remember about Derek's mom. I, it wasn't, like, a positive story. <laughs> like, I think Derek said, like, oh... I came out and then like she didn't support me. Yeah. And that's why she was sympathetic towards Kim. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um and then do we want to talk about the actual runway? Yeah, before we get to that though, I, I don't remember I think it might have been before the runway when Bob said, insert shady rattle sound here. Oh, yeah. I was I probably screamed the loudest at that part. My roommate Val said that she actually cackled IRL when yeah. that happens. I'm so <laughs> I'm team cackle on that one. Um so I guess it's the runway, but before the runway, Rue comes back and says, like as she does during every uh, like ball challenge. ball challenge, like you have and to do a number, number as well, which like the girls should have expected this. Yeah, time. it happens every year. Yeah, so um, this time they had to do a number for Strangers with Candy. Yeah, so they had to do drag Jerry Blaine, and like half of them didn't know who she was yeah. or what the show was. Yeah. Uh, the best one in the number was definitely Bob. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. Like, she... I, I, I'm not, like, super familiar with the show, but, like, I know enough about it. Like, I've seen clips and stuff, and, like, she really, like, took the character. 100%. Yeah. Um, so, Runway, who... Ooh, were your faves? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, just for a number of reasons, Kim Chi was. The fact uh-huh. that, like, they were all tied together... And then each look was amazing. I do have to say, though, I was a little thrown off, like, when Kim walked down the big shoes, I was like, oh my god, that's such a great idea. 
And then they all had the big shoes. They gave them, like, big shoes and, like, oversized jewelry. Yeah, as if, like, they're a baby wearing their mother's That was, you could tell, I was watching Fashion Photo Review, hosted by Raven and Raja today. Oh, yeah, I missed that. And they, like, you could tell they were confused about the big... (laughs) They were like, ha-ha, that's hilarious for kimchi. And then, like, the... Whoever had the pearl necklace, they were like, oh yeah. my god, I love the pearl necklace. Yeah. And then someone else had it. So it's just confusing. Um, but Derek, for the first time, glued down her eyebrows and drew her own. And she was looking shocked. <laughs> <laughs> she looked like she saw a ghost. <laughs> she, she, she just heard that Britney died. Yes. <laughs> uh, Derek's baby drag was the worst. It was a, she was like the a little fucking mermaid. little mermaid. She yeah. didn't look like a baby. Yeah, it looks ridiculous. Who was your favorite though? Uh, I think like, mm, I think Naomi's book look. Even though the silhouette yeah. was similar to the uh, the scarecrow look that she did, I just I love her. Well, out of all the book looks, I think Chi Chi's might have been the best. I think so too. And it was very Mariah Balenciaga. She looked exactly like Mariah. But, like, her own take, though. Yeah. Yeah, I like... I mean, that was the best she's ever looked, yeah. too. Definitely. Um, and also, we can't ignore Bob looking like Viola Davis, and I screamed that before. <laughs> oh, <Rudin>. did. <laughs> Why is there a dead penis on your girl's phone? Uh, that was great. Um, Derek's mom looked, looked like a bad Shania Twain. Yeah. It was oh so bad. Shania Twain, like, as a ghost. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chi had the best narration of all, of all of them. I hate the narration. Yeah, I mean, it was, I like, I rewatched awkward. it last night. I just don't, like... I like if they do it for, like, one. And it made sense last year. They did it when they were dressed in the big Hello Kitty costumes. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, they did it for all of them. Let them, like, live. Yeah. Uh, so, you want to talk about the lip sync? Yeah, well, the lip sync was probably, like, the most stacked, least yeah. fair, but, like, I mean, also, two weeks in a row of being a little stacked. Yeah, but also, like, the point... So, the lip sync was Derek versus Bob. Derek was the only one who actually deserved to be in the bottom, too. I thought that yeah. everyone else performed well enough that if somebody else, if it was another season... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There would be somebody else in the bottom. Like, if it's going to be stacked, at least it's stacked in favor of a person who, like, should not be in the bottom, too. Yeah, and I think that everyone had like the entire audience had been waiting for this moment all season Bob versus Derek yeah, Barry yeah, yeah. and for Bob to mop the floor with Derek yeah. Barry I mean they like the camera barely even showed Derek that's the that's yeah. the best time <laughs> I loved it <laughs> um it was a Sylvester song what's the Sylvester song called I can't remember I can't remember but I think it was also the first time that aside from a Rue song yeah that it's a man yeah yeah yeah, yeah. There was one part where Derek was, like, lowering his, like, bikini bottom. It was oh, so yeah, disgusting. and had to blur it out. Yeah. And also, like, Derek, this is the fifth time you've worn a bikini with, like, some cloth taped around. I know, and it always has something on the side. Yeah, it, yeah, and, like, she was so proud of that look. Well, because she learned how to do her eyebrows. Oh, my God. It's, <laughs> it was terrible. So did you watch Untucked? I did. Um, thoughts from Untucked. They won't stop talking about that damn purse. Oh, yeah. The purse purse first, first. The new hit single by Bob <laughs> once he gets eliminated or wins the, the show. Yeah. Um, but I will say, out of, like, I've never gone into a top four where I would be happy if any one of those people wins. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would... 
I would be happy with any of them. Maybe a little bit less than Naomi. She's I, she's my favorite. Really, you want her? You want her to win? <laughs> I know I'm not angry. But like, I'm just shocked. Like the other three, I could like each justify them winning a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Naomi's like missing a piece. I feel like she's grown so much in this competition. But I will say that if we're giving it to somebody who's grown, it should be Chi Chi. Yeah, exactly. Like Chi Chi grew even more than Naomi. Yeah, did. I'm just being a blind stand about Naomi. Yeah, I mean with with Kim. It's kind of like they they made the whole argument like Kim could that doesn't have to lip sync and mm-hmm. I kind of feel like if she did lip sync she would she'd gone. be in risk to go yeah but like she's so strong with like the look and everything else that uh, she never need I'm like curious to see her lip sync yeah well I guess I've seen videos of her lip syncing yeah yeah she's fine well I guess uh, it's not next week the following week she'll have to do it for the music video. Challenge oh, yeah. if she makes it to the final three, um, she'll have to well, do that. Season six, they did the music video with, with four. four. With Darian Lake was in there, mm-hmm. so I don't know what they'll do. Oh yeah, you you might be right. Uh, so other than that, in the Untucked, uh, Kim embracing the materials I like <laughs> when they were making fun of her for saying that, uh, and then also she did she also acknowledged that Chi Chi looked like Mariah. So I appreciate like. Kim being a scholar of the show, where so many of these girls, it seems like they don't even watch the show. Yeah, and Naomi's mom was the, like, cute little video. Oh, yeah, that was nice. Yeah. And then Derek, his, like, walking out look that his typical, like, 2003... Like an Abercrombie shirt and, like, boot-cut jeans and a flip-flop. Oh, my God. <laughs> Probably from the $1 bin at Old Navy. Yes. <laughs> well, that was a great way to go out. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's it for Drag Race, I think, unless you have anything else. No, no, no. Yeah. But, that, I mean, that was one of the best episodes this this uh, whole season, so I hope you caught that. So we... <laughs> <laughs> So now we have uh, Dallas. Dallas. Let's go down to Dallas. Yeah. So a big plot point. This was, okay, this was the episode that we were like really, really introduced to Carrie and yeah. fall in love with her. Yeah. Um, so like right off the bat. The- I liked it more than last week's episode because last week's was too event centric. Yeah. Like all the girls at the event. This was more like the event set up something for them to all be angry about and then, like, demand an apology for the next five episodes, which yeah, is, yeah. like, the typical Housewives formula. Formula, yeah. So they went to a strip club. Um, Brandy, Steph, and Carrie all went to a strip club together. Yeah. And they were, like, out of control. I mean, well, one of them was out of control. <laughs> Brandy, our little ginger miss, was, like, <laughs> giving the strippers a lap dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, there were just, like, a lot of random scenes, I felt like, through this episode. Like, there would be, like, Leanne at her house, and she would have, like, a goblet full of, like, white wine with ice cubes. No, in it. no, no, no. She gave, she gave it Tiffany, Tiffany the white wine. Oh, and she was and drinking, Leanne like, a sang- red wine sangria or something. With, I don't know if it was a sangria. It looked like <laughs> just red wine with, with ice, ice cubes. cubes. Have you ever had red wine with Coca-Cola and ice cubes? That sounds disgusting. It's really good. They do it. I saw it on Real Housewives of Jersey. No, thank you. It's really good. <laughs> try it. Try it out there. I forget what it's called, but it's like an Italian thing. But speaking of cocktails, Tiffany was pouring herself and... Uh, Keith Urban 
Skinny girl. Fresh glass of skinny girl. But it was like skinny girl in like a magnum bottle. Yeah. Like she was ready. I didn't know that they served it. I'm sure Bethany serves whatever can sell a buck. I mean, uh, I love the scene of Sanctuary of Style. Uh, Tiffany and Carrie and Carrie's husband. It was like such a loony scene with like Carrie's husband totally taking over like showing all the <gasps> outfits oh yeah I first, yeah you I'm were so totally spacing out <laughs> yeah so Tiffany's or Carrie does a no, no Tiffany. Tiffany hosts a like YouTube web channel series, YouTube, yeah. yeah where she like highlights like people in Dallas their like wardrobe yeah so yeah but the husband made it all about him mm-hmm. it was very much Simon Van Kempen yeah I got a lot of, <laughs> I, I have that same note a lot of Simon uh, like vibes from that um, then also the other big thing was was Brandy and Brandy's mom uh, <gasps> oh yeah like they're having cocktails and like it was Brandy's been estranged from her grandfather because the mom had Brandy at fifteen, and the story that Brandy was told. How old is Brandy? So I'm gonna get to that in a minute. I got a little age roundup coming up at the end of this Dallas wrap up, um, but Brandy was told that uh, the grandfather like disowned the family because uh, the mom had Brandy at fifteen, but the mom reveals that the mom took the grandmother's side in the divorce and Um, that's why the dad slash grandfather like hasn't been in contact with them yeah so the grandfather's gonna come stay with brandy or something like that yeah they're gonna have some sort of like it's very like kenya moore searching for her family oh my god uh who's the first person to do that i think nini was yeah nini yeah 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 i think so i don't think that the other series had uh, any of those plot lines um but Brandy's mother it looks like she has lived a life for having her at 15 years old, which made me wonder, like, how old is Brandy? So let me tell you. <laughs> so they said they, uh, they did the math, which puts Brandy at 36 and puts the mom at 51. Interesting. The mom at 51 looks older than, like, Ramona, who is in her late 50s. Ramona's 60. Yeah, like she's something. she's knocking on well, I don't think she's 60 something. I think she's like knocking on 60's door. Really? But uh fact check that. Um so Brandy's 36. Mm-hmm. The mom is only 51. Leanne Lockin is 46. Oh, really? Yeah, cuz in the show she says how she's 10 years older than than Brandy. Okay. So like the mo- Leanne is closer in age to the mom, but like you wouldn't tell by looking at watching yeah, yeah, the yeah. show. Uh, Carrie, guess how old she is? Um, 32. 39. 39? Isn't that insane? Like, she is a good 39. We love Carrie. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany, what do you think? Oh my god. Tiffany, 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 Tiffany. 46. 44, pretty close. Oh. And then Steph Holman, I could not find in the deep burrows She's of the ageless. internet. She, well, I said she Steph looks Holman's like, immortal. She looks like she could be twenty-five or forty-five. Like I can't tell from that work. She's immortal. <laughs> uh, so that's a little interesting tidbit for for you guys. Um, <laughs> I did like uh, Leanne's new slogan. Like if like. Bow at like I can't remember exactly what it was like. Bow at me? Are you gonna bow at me? 
you, 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 you no. look like this doesn't sound familiar to you. No. Well, if you guys remember, she kept saying like bow at me. I don't know. It wasn't bow. Like, I, but maybe like that's just like an attack or something. Texas people say that. Yeah, I don't know. Bow. Yeah. Bow. Bow. But I think definitely Carrie found her voice this episode. Yeah, and like it was the last um, little lunch was cute. Carrie came in her scrubs from her job. Yeah. And then they got together and Leanne yelled at them. And I like Carrie held her own. Yeah. I feel like in the prior episode she kind of was like in the background. Uh huh. But she was definitely center stage between that, the House of Style <laughs> segment. Um, so we were definitely into that. Uh, so moving on from Dallas, unless you have anything else. No, to say I like it. finally for the first time all season want to talk about Beverly Hills. Oh, okay. Like so, I feel like there's part so two much to talk of about. Three. Yeah. So where we left last time, Yolanda was storming out because yeah. Lisa Rena said that Lisa Vanderpump planted or made her mention Munchausens. Yeah. Um, and Rena had brought out the phone records, like showing how many yeah. times Vanderpump had called her. So Yolanda runs out. Yolanda runs out, but that's short lived. No, but we get, I think from the the run out, it was very shady. How like in the uh, and she runs into Andy Cohen's dressing room, uh-huh. and they give the little subtitle to the other woman who's in the room. And they, it's like Yolanda's health advocate. Oh, yeah. Like, that's so, like we didn't need to know who I she know, was. I know, I know, I know. That's good, though. <laughs> Typical shady Bravo. Um, um, so I wanted to point out here, I was revisiting season six of New York Housewives. Yeah. And realized that this isn't the first time yeah. Housewives have mentioned Munchausen's. Well, Rena says she put it into the zeitgeist. Yeah, she put, Rena claims she put it in the zeitgeist. It's become a word. But Carol Radzewell is the one who actually put it into the zeitgeist first when she accused Aviva Drescher. Not the, fir- not the last time Aviva's going to come up in this episode, <laughs> okay, by the way. Aviva <laughs> is a major part <laughs> of When she accuses Aviva, Aviva Drescher of having Munchausen's. So everyone copies Carol Radzewell. Yeah. Uh, another big uh, moment was I liked when uh, Yolanda said... You can't run over dead bodies to have a great show when talking to Lisa, oh, Lisa Vanderpump. Vanderpump. But like when I, when she said that, I was like, "Is this a great show?" I don't know. <laughs> well, like you could see in Lisa Vanderpump's face that she was like, "Oh yeah, I've been caught a little yeah, bit." Yeah, yeah, yeah. She like you could tell when she like doesn't have a lot to say. Yeah, like that she knows she's in the wrong. Um, I love when people come over like from another couch to console the person who's crying. Like oh, yeah. when Rena ran over. Except I don't like that because I don't like Rena doing anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rena was out of control. Out of control. Yeah. This episode. And then we got Kim Richards. Was- well, but before Kim came out, I don't know if you noticed this, but like in the whole seating arrangement, Lee, uh, Kyle was like practically sitting in Lisa Vanderpump's lap. Like she was touching shoulders with Lisa uh, Vanderpump the whole episode. It was, like, so weird that she's, like, so far up her butt. But then Kim comes out. Then Kim comes out. And it was productive when Kim came out. I feel like her and Lisa Rinna sort of reached a truce in a way, finally. And then Kim bizarrely, like, went after Eileen for a second, like, saying that this isn't a soap opera, calling her, like, too dramatic... But, like, Kim, you're on Real Housewives. Yeah. Um, but it was cute when Catherine started. Well, that was the whole highlight of the whole episode, I think. When yeah. Catherine was, like, supportive of Kim, like, blew her a kiss and gave her a thumbs up. Yeah. Like, I feel like 
Catherine definitely won the whole episode. And then that. Yo was like mother bear to Kim also. Yeah, I like I like her supporting Kim as well. Yeah, so then speaking of Catherine, sort of at near the end of the <laughs> episode, Andy Cohen asks Catherine if people ever tell her she looks like ah. a Viva Drescher, and I screamed bloody murder. Yeah, I was screaming as <laughs> and well. They even put the screenshot of the two of them pictures of the two of them and the picture of Aviva was from like right as she was about to throw the leg. But it was also like I like profile shots. Like they <laughs> like the Bravo team really like dig deep to find like yeah. as similar of a picture as possible. And then Aviva tweeted about how big of a compliment that was. Oh, I didn't catch and that. And then That's Catherine sweet. Retweeted or tweeted back and was like, "Thanks, you're gorgeous too, darling," <laughs> or something like that. Um, we didn't really talk about this last week, but Eileen's hair—it's like very '90s porn actress. I like it. It's like crispy and crunchy, <laughs> like a mishmash of highlights. But I like it still. Yeah, <laughs> like it's endearing. It makes her endearing. Yeah, um, I want her to be Eileen Jane. <laughs> I don't see that. Happening. <laughs> I feel like. Next week, we should discuss, uh, we should go forward and discuss, like, our wishes for the next season. Oh, yeah. Like, our dream scenario. Yeah, so stay tuned for our wish list of who should stay and who should go next week. So, that brings us, if you're ready, Mm -hmm. to New York City. All right. Let me get my notes. (laughs) Oh, my God. He has two pages of notes. Okay, okay. I have two pages, too, actually. Okay, so uh, where do we start? We start. Bethany's preparing yeah, for a party, party. Yeah. at her. It's going to be her birthday party slash her fire pit party slash whatever at her yeah. house in the Hamptons, which I must say is a f- f- beautiful house. Yeah, and it was like fall, so it was like perfect. Perfect time of year. Perfect time. Favorite season. Um, they had a Moscow Mule bar. Oh set my up. god, I <laughs> made me so thirsty for a Moscow Mule. Um, so the big. Issue here is that Bethany's going to come face to face with John yeah. for the first time since their blow up. And then also Lou is going to come face to face with Carol for the first time since last season yeah. when they had all their drama last So there's season. a lot of like verses. So what I versus this person. Yeah. What I felt was the big thing. It felt like the person who wanted to make amends in both situations was literally chasing the person they were trying to make amends with yes. around the party. Like there were two games of chase. Going it was on. very Heather chasing Ramona around the empire <laughs> state building, the empire room. <laughs> <laughs> which is like one of the funniest scenes. Like I love a good New York chase scene. Yeah. It's like better than the fast and the furious. <laughs> The Fast and the Furious 8 just replaced them with Lou yes. and Carol. <laughs> Running around. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Carol was being chased by Luann. Yeah. Who, who arrived at the party with a hula hoop. Yeah, she came through with the hula hoop. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the first thing she does is say hi to Bethany and Carol, and then all of a sudden starts hula hooping in front of yeah. them. But that's also, like, I, I have to give a... Applause to Lou because that's like how to handle a tense situation. Like, run up to Carol and give her a kiss. Yeah, she's like, "Aren't these fun?" Yeah, I I totally supported that. 
Um, I also love how Ramona ran into the party. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm here, but I gotta leave. I got date night. It's Saturday night. I'm, uh, I'm out of here. She was acting so weird. At one point, Bethany was trying to get them all to go eat food, and she was like, you need a ding-ding, you know? You know, like the cowboys have a ding-ding. <laughs> I love when she doesn't know her words. <laughs> oh, poor Ramona. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and then she was like, it's been too long, Lulu. Sorry. <laughs> um, so then John was chasing Bethany around. Well, I mean, he wasn't even chasing at first. He walked into the party and the hostess, Bethany, just like walks away. Mm -hmm. Like, you are the hostess. Like, you have, to say, <laughs> you have to say hello to everybody. You are the hostess. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that was rude. I was like, from that moment, I was like on John's team. Yeah, I see what you mean there. I mean... He was trying his best, even though he fucked up last week, he was trying his best to make amends in a mature way at a party. But also, like, if you're Bethany, just say, oh, ha like, mm, f funny to see you here, like, da-da-da, and, like, go on with your life. Like, don't You're a little lit up. <laughs> you're a little up. You want to get a little lit up right now? <laughs> I got a Moscow mule for you. <laughs> uh, so, there's two chase scenes. Wait, the best part about that, going back to, like, welcoming him yeah. to your party... Dorinda made the weirdest comparison. She was like, going along the lines of like, oh my God. <laughs> you, have, you should welcome any guest. She was like, even if you have Hitler come into your house, you still welcome Hitler. Oh my God, it was really an interesting choice of a metaphor. Um, but uh, I liked when John was like, coming up with an idea of how to apologize to Beth, and he's like, oh, like, I'll offer free cleaning of her interior linens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, Carol is, is team Bethany on all this, and she was nasty. She said, like, the nastiest thing of the whole episode. The whole, like, John walks in here all misshapen and sweaty. It's like, shut up, Carol. Yeah. Like, this isn't She's cute. She's gotten, like, a little, like, something's changed yeah. with Miss Carol. You would think, like, the whole, like, younger boyfriend thing would have her more, like, chill. Mm -hmm. Like, if she's happy, just, like, whatever. Like, move on with the whole thing with Luann. Have fun. Like, you don't have to be a crazy person along with your best friend who's also a crazy person. Yeah, I mean, we can get more to that a little later. But yeah. So then Bethany finally talks to John. And then, like, things get really tense. Mm -hmm. That's the scene from the trailer where John's like, you want a slice? You want a dice? <laughs> <laughs> but John was in the right the whole time during that, that whole, like, interaction. I mean, he got a little wound up with the slice and dice, but he was there to just, like, apologize and, like, move forward. Uh, you know, I think Bethany needs to just be a good friend to Dorinda yeah. and, like, move on. And, like, she eventually did at the end, but, like, was still so nat. She's like, all right, uh, you know, I love Dorinda. Like, this is for the best. Da -da -da. Like, we're just like a drive-by shooting yeah. apology. Yeah, a like, she a loves it. <laughs> they, the, the New York wives love a drive-by shooting <laughs> along with their high-speed car chases. <laughs> um, so then they decide to go to um, Jules for a brunch. Yeah. And Bethany and Carol were not being very nice about yeah. Jules. The entire situation about her house, about her eating. Yeah, McMansion. Yeah, it's they a McMansion. It a McMansion under construction. Um, I mean, granted, I dragged Jules' homes last week, but like, I'm not on film, like, taping with them or pretending to be friends with these people. Yeah. So. <laughs> and Jules did say that she bought the house when it was 75% done. Yeah, that was a little. Seems crazy. Weird. And they have a seven year plan? Yeah, that's crazy. But that leads us to 
the little flashback that Brett that that Beth <laughs> brought up, which was, oh, this reminds me of Alex. Like she had like a house in shambles. Da da da. Uh, you know, as a scholar, uh, a Brooklyn real estate scholar, I would like to point out the fact that Simon and Alex bought that home in the mid aughts for uh, one million. $275,000 and sold it like a few years ago for $2,670,000. They made oh $1.4 million in profit. So Bethany can shut the hell up. Good for them. Good. They turned that house around despite the whole bordello living room. <laughs> I just felt like Carol and Bethany are, try- I feel like they had a premeditated discussion, like trying to be the new Ramona and Sonia frickin' frack. Like, but it's not working. But it's also, like, very try-hard, like, Renna trying hard to be, like, Bethany. And now it's almost like Bethany's trying hard to be something. I yeah. don't know. It's so, like, I don't know. Who's Team Beth and Carol on this? Like, they're bad freaking frack. Not their, not their best look. Yeah, not the best look. But the good thing about New York is that, like, things move so quickly. Yeah. Things change so much that, like, who knows? Yeah, in two weeks, like... There'll be totally different alliances. Yeah. I did want to comment that Lou's guests to the brunch looked like Stephen Collins from Seventh Heaven, the father who oh was, like, God, arrested. Was accused of... <laughs> like, child um, molestation. But that's not the guy that she ends up with, thankfully. The not D'Agostino. Stephen Collins or the lookalike. She is the future Mrs. D'Agostino. Mrs. D, which I'm glad it's, like, still Mrs. D because she was... Like Mrs. Deliceps before. Yeah, so and she, now she's heiress to the grocery store fortune. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I did like Jules's husband a little bit more this week, too. Yeah, he was okay. He was nicer. Okay. Uh, the preview, though. Well, the preview, which reminds me of the fact, like, where was Soam all episode? That's, I wrote, I wrote... Mid-episode. Oh, my God. You have it in all caps. Where is Sonia? <laughs> I was, like, very... She was nowhere to be seen. I was missing her this episode. And also, the thing that that Beth reminded me of, Renna, she says, own your stuff till the end. Like, it's, like, giving me bad flashbacks. Yeah. Like, saying, own your shit all Beth is acting, like, really holier than now this season. Like, calling people out for, like, drinking alcohol, like, like eating stuff, like, all that kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. it's it's a little craze. Yeah. Uh, So that's it for New York. So, Brendan, what are the kids sleeping on? So, last week I was watching Wendy Williams and Marla Maples, Donald Trump's ex-wife was on it, and she mentioned in passing her daughter Tiffany Trump having being a pop singer, and I didn't really like think about it, but yesterday during work, I had a moment where it <laughs> hit me again, and so I decided to go investigate. I mean, as Tiffany Trump scholars, I'm surprised <laughs> we missed this. So y'all are sleeping on Tiffany Trump's 2011 single, Like a Bird. Not a cover of Nelly Furtado, mind you. It's a pop... Anthem. Anthem. Um, I was gonna try to purchase the rights so we could play the entire thing here on Come Through Queen, but I didn't. Yeah, but but if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, this is an Amazon Prime exclusive. Exclusive. Forget about title. Forget about (laughs) iTunes. Get your Prime subscription ready. Look for for Tiffany Tiffany. Trump. You can just stream it nonstop. Yeah. Go on Amazon. So when I needed a little bit of a break from Lemonade today, yeah. I just played Like a Bird on repeat. The true music icon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of music icons, uh, this week we're going to do a little deep dive <laughs> of 
the Housewife Singers. So we're going to do a countdown, you know, just like a traditional radio show countdown. Uh, not of songs, though. We're going to go from the worst Housewife Singer to the best. And this also includes some, like, they're not all Housewife Yeah, singers. F-O-H's. Husbands, some gay friends. Um, an F-O-H. An, an F-O-H. Yeah. So uh, we have a good mix here. So, number 17, the worst one of them all, is, I'm sorry, Real Housewives of DC star Mikhail Salahi with her hit Bump It. Which I didn't even know about until you told me today. You can go find a video of her performing on the local DC affiliates. Yeah. Uh, and actually, that reminds me, we're going to have you... Uh, we're going to have Mikhail on the show next week. No, I'm just no, kidding. No. Uh, if you go to our website, we're going to have a link to our YouTube playlist, which will have... Music videos and live performances of all these people that we're talking about right now. So you can follow along with the top 17 list. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mikhail, it's like a generic song. There's nothing tongue in cheek about it, which is like the best part of Real Housewives anthems. It's just like bump the bass or like, I don't even know. It, like, it's not funny. She used that like little short window of time that they had of fame in like 2010 or whenever it aired to try to make this happen. But you know what? Now she's happy she's married to the guy from Journey. Yeah. That, she left, like, her cohort cohort from the, the DC uh, party. His name is Tarek. Tarek. From the whole, uh, the whole party crashing scandal. Okay, let's go to number 16, Dan. Dana Wilkie with... 25,000. Yeah, a reference of the, did you know, 25,000? Her sunglasses, famed pair. Yeah, so she doesn't have any music video for this, nor a live performance, so obviously, like, she's set back by that, Um, but at least she has the whole fact that she's, like, referencing a show. Yeah, she made it fun. Yeah, she made it fun, so at least better than Mikhail. Yes. Uh, Next, at number 15... Is Joe DeLaRosa. With You Can't Control Me. And Joe has the distinction of being the very first one of the housewives to try to make music or have a pop career. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get to a few that had careers prior to them being on the show, but this is the first one that tried to spin their housewife... Uh, notoriety with a music career and it didn't really work out. Yeah, I mean, I think she's still trying somewhere. It's like a generic, like, Selena Gomez pop rock type song. Um, I don't think she's still... Is she still trying the music industry? No. I don't know. I I have no idea what she's doing. I always get her confused with Cara Diawardi, the American Idol host. Oh, I don't really see it. They kind of look alike. (laughs) You say so. Uh, So after Joe... We have number 14, Simon Van Campen, with I Am Real, parentheses, Girl Please. Um, this came out, I want to say, during season four, Okay. which was the season, after that season, they got fired from the show. Uh-huh. And it was like, there's a lot about like mean tweeting. That was like his storyline yeah, that season. Yeah, thug in a cocktail dress. Yeah, thug in a cocktail dress. Um... He does a performance in Watch What Happens Live as well. Oh yeah, which is which is something to catch. But the it, and like power to him because like I'm sure he was knows he was going on and to have Andy Cohen basically just like laugh at him. Yeah, so, I am real. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little snippet for you guys. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's it for Simon. Number thirteen is uh, Portia Williams with uh, Flatline. 
I don't really have anything to say about uh, this one. The only thing is, like, it look, it's probably one of the most high-budget videos. Mm -hmm. She's giving me a lot of Kelly Rowland with that <laughs> painted-on mole during the music video. Oh, and the, um... Like the bang. The, the, the heavy bang. Um, I mean, it's an okay song. Her voice is okay, too. It's not bad, and it's not great. It's just kind of, like, there. Yeah. Um, but good effort. Uh, so staying in Atlanta, we have number 12, Ms. Lawrence. Yes, and... Two of his songs are Closet Freak and Over It. And Closet Freak is actually, in my opinion, a legitimately good song. Yeah. I, like, bought it on iTunes when it came out. <laughs> I would, like, run to it. It's got, like, a great beat. Yeah, I liked it, too. He's got a good voice. Yeah, definitely a good voice. There's, yeah. like, a... There's an Us Weekly clip of him singing a cappella, which, like, he really proves his, like, music chops. Yeah. So, um, he deserves that spot. We support 12. you. So we're staying in Atlanta for number 11. Yeah, um, with Sheree Whitfield. Yeah, and this is... <laughs> Who gonna check me, boo? NeNe Leakes diss. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a diss track. Uh, it's mostly just sampling her iconic line, Who gonna check me, boo, when she's fighting with the party planner, but... She still talks about that line to this day, which, yeah. I, which I appreciate. Yeah, I mean, I guess she knows, like, what gives her, like, notoriety, uh, so that's good. But, like, it's funny that, like, the line is, is aimed towards the party planner, but this is a NeNe Leakes diss. Yeah, well, because it was right after they had that, like, yeah. Trump check. The Trump check. I am rich bitch fight. Yeah. Uh, it's a decent song. I mean, like, it, it's really resting on the fact that it, like, makes so many references and, like, is a signature song for, totally. for Sheree. Number 10 Gretchen is Rossi. Gretchen, Gretchen Christine, Christine Rossi. Yes. She goes by Gretchen Christine when she is singing. Um, so she has like a, a, a little mix of different songs. We have Unbreakable, which is like probably the most upbeat song. Nothing Without You is like her like a love letter to Slade, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then my favorite of the, of the trilogy is The Time Is Now which was interwoven with that whole part where she proposed to Slade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, he, I guess Slade at the time at had, like, a radio party. show. Well, no, he had the radio show at the time, and, like, Gretchen... With that purple-haired girl. Yeah, Gretchen got the girl to help her, like, oh, yeah. when she played the song. I, I liked it a lot. That's, oh. that's a good one. And I, I like whenever a Housewife song is, like... Part of the plot line. Yeah. Same. Like, I don't like it as much when it lives outside of the show. Agreed. So, definitely uh, helps her earn that spot. So, we're, we're now, we're within the top ten now. <laughs> we're at number nine, um, Adriana Demora. Yes, and hers is called Feel the Rush, and it was actually used as the theme song for Real Housewives of Miami. Yeah, there's, there's a, a music video that's, like, more of a remix of the song, but the slow-down version, if you listen closely enough... Is in the theme song, and Brendan, you didn't even realize. I that didn't know that until today. So I feel like you know that alone gets you credit in the top ten for like no other housewife is singing the theme song to the show. Though I think they should let Luann do New York. Yeah, I mean, like she's earned it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now we're up to number eight, Gia Giudice. Yes, which has quite the library of <laughs> songs. <laughs> Well, we've all seen Gia perform her songs on Real Housewives in New yeah. Jersey. We have Mel the Melania birthday song, <laughs> the first you were one, then you were two, then you were three. Yeah, the sad song that she wrote about her mother and her uncle. Yeah, which uh, is very hard to watch. Yes, which um, 
Caroline Manzo called a scream for help. Yes. <laughs> oh, Caroline. Uh, and then we have... Uh, a cover oh, of Circus. Yeah, well, she... So Gia joined a little girl group with this girl who, like, looks like she could be her cousin. Mm-hmm. And then who I'm assuming is Jojo from Leave, Don't Get Out. <laughs> uh, so it's those three girls. They, their first big song was a cover of Circus by Britney Spears, which is, like, a very raunchy video, especially <laughs> for a 13-year-old. Um, they had a Christmas hit, Season of Joy. It's beautiful. It's yeah. in spirit. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, the last song I think they ever released was Just 13. And it's a, it's sort of a ballad about being in the public eye. Yeah. Like, she released it, like, the day after Teresa went to jail. Yeah. So the timing was perfect on that one. Great release schedule. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I mean, hopefully, you know, Gia is still just a teenager. Hopefully we have more to come in the future. I can't wait for the upcoming season and to see oh, what yeah. Gia does. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's a continuation of uh, following her career. Give her the Jersey equivalent of a peach. I know. Well, I wish they had like a Jersey tomato <laughs> or something. A meatball. <laughs> yeah, a big meatball. <laughs> um, so now we got number seven. Gone with the Wind Fabulous by Kenya Kenny Moore. Moore. So, I mean, this is truly... Like, all the parts I like. It's, it <laughs> references the show. We got Shangela in the music video from RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got, like, a high budget. There's actually a music video. There's an iconic Watch What Happens live performance. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, this this has really got it all. And I think this, is, this has only been her, her only song. And doesn't she wear the same outfit that she wore... Actually, on the show when she said "Gone with the Wind," fabulous. Oh yeah, there's a lot of like references, like very great, like well-produced references in the music video. Yeah. Uh, So Team Kenya on that one. Number six, and this one is sort of like we're being sort of trolly only because numbers one through five are stacked with like housewives releasing music, but Candy Burris. The actual, like, <laughs> respected musician is number six. Yeah. I mean, like, I legitimately like that song she released in the early 2000s, Don't Think I'm Not, mm-hmm. after she left Escape. Uh, you know, she released a bunch of albums with Escape. One of my favorites being one of those love songs, which Mariah Carey eventually stole. And I learned that in law school. I read a case about it. But like, Mariah won the case. Yeah, Mariah won the case, um, so Candy was not vindicated. But, like, listen to this two... I'm going to put both of those songs in the playlist and compare for yourself. They definitely sound the same. I, I played it for you, and you can't argue. It doesn't sound the same. Did you play it for me? I think yeah, I did. was in the bathroom. Oh, well... <laughs> Tune in afterwards. Okay. Anyways, Candy's written so much, so many. No Scrubs, Bills, 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 Bugaboo, There You Go by Pink... Um, but like her post Housewives songs haven't been that great. Fly like, above. Fly above probably is the best one because it kind of is referencing like the show, like yeah. she's flying above the drama. And then she like was featured on that that Foh Demetria McKinney, Unnecessary Trouble. Like they had a fake Annie Cohen in the music video. I mean the song's nothing special, but like yeah. I mean like I think I wish Candy would like just start writing again for big artists. Yeah. But, like, you know, I mean, all those songs that she wrote are very, like, what, like, I don't know. It's, like, No Scrubs, Bills, 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 Bugaboo. It's, like, very... Like, independent woman. Yeah. It's, like, all the same message, and I don't know if, like, that's really what's in right now. Mm. Like, 
that type of song would be good for Megan Trainer, but Megan Trainer writes all her own stuff. So. <laughs> unless she like, unless Megan wants a little help on a song. Oh my god, let's tweet at Megan and make her hire <laughs> Candy. Yeah. Uh, so we're up to the top five. Top five. Uh-huh. Number five is Danielle Staub. With Close to You. One of the most iconic Bravo Clubhouse performances. Yes. The slowed down version with uh, her lover at the time. Lori Michaels? Lori Beth Dinberg? Just no. <laughs> <laughs> so the, there's the slow down version on Watch What Happens Live. And then there's the WPix11 like, remix version with, like, uh-huh. her dancers. Um, so, like, props for, like, totally reinventing that song. Um, she just really looks like a crazy person <laughs> in both performances. But I love it. Uh, apparently she had another single come out called Cry. This might have been during the Famous Food VH1 era. Oh, yeah, with like, Heidi Montag. Yeah, so maybe, like, we were sleeping on it and, like, she released this and we just didn't notice. I feel like we definitely were sleeping on yeah. it. Yeah. So now we're up to number four. New Real Housewife, Erica Jane. Yeah. So, I mean, she gets in on the strength of, like, the fact that she does have that prior music career. But, like, the difference between her and Candy is, like, all those music videos and songs are as if she was a housewife at the time. Yeah, They're so silly and, like, ridiculous. I mean, it's very, like... White party, very like splash, splash New York R&P. City. Rest in peace, I guess not. Oh my god, that <laughs> it was, was so trashy. Um, but I would say, you know, I I would have ranked lower until just the past twenty four hours when Christina Aguilera had a Snapchat of her singing along to "How Many Fucks." Yeah, uh, like that totally made me grow grow on the song. In the video for How Many Fucks, I feel like she's making a lot of, like, subtle references. Like, I see some Nicki Minaj references in there, some yeah. Megan Trainor references yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. It's very self-aware. Well, I, I, I'm excited to see where she goes from here now with, like, the notoriety. Like, mm-hmm. prior to it, like, she was just try, like trying to build an audience out of oh nothing. God. I hope she releases a single named Munchausen's. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Erica, please. Re- Erica, give us listening. Munchausen. Housen <laughs> <laughs> Moosen. Uh, so we're finally at our top three. Top three. Um, so number three. Melissa Gorga. She has a very wide uh, range of songs. Some her, emotional, some dance songs. Her first one, we watched the saga of it happen on the show. I think yeah. her first season. On, on display. display. On display, on display. Which was really weird at the time because that was the, her first season. So at that point, she wasn't on display. Yeah. So like... I mean, obviously she knew what was to come based off of, like, Teresa's. I had this, like, really good remix of On Display that I used to run to all the time. Like, when I ran a half marathon. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. Oh, wow. And, like, you don't have it anymore. No. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) But she also has some other great songs. She has Rockstar, I Just Wanna, and Never Let... Well, Never Let Me Go is probably the the worst one of them all. But Rockstar and I Just Wanna are both jams. Mm. How many times is, like... Her love song to Joe, which is, like, still pretty good, too. Do you think they're still in love? Yeah. They, I mean, like, they, out of <laughs> all the couples, like, of Real Housewives series, like, they're probably one of the strongest couples. Yeah, that's say. true. Yeah. Uh, so, we're up to number two. Kim Zolziak. Which, Joe may have been the one to really, like, break down doors and, like, start a music career from... 
The housewife's fame. Yeah, but Kim Zolciak really created the modern iteration of what it means for a housewife to be have pop aspiration. Yeah. Uh, don't be tardy. I like had an insane play count for that on my iTunes. Oh my god. <laughs> don't be tardy just makes you want to pour yourself a goblet of white wine <laughs> yes. and like be at the club with your wine. Yeah, and you do have to give Candy credit because she did <laughs> help Kim come up with this. Yeah. But this is Kim's song. And it's like, I mean, they're it's still so relevant. They're still using it as the title of their television oh, yeah. show. It's, it's the title of the show. Uh, she also had Google Me and Ring Don't Mean uh, Ring Didn't Mean a Thing, which are both pretty good. But I mean, it, like Don't Be Tardy is possibly like one of the best Housewife songs. Period. I'd put it at number two in my own personal ranking. Okay, uh, which means something's at number one. And would it be by our number one housewife? Yes. And the, who's that? The Countess Luann. Yes. Who had three iconic hits? A trilogy. A trilogy. She started with Money Can't Buy You Class. Good start. Good start. Great start. She had the premiere of it on season three. Yeah. Jen Gilbert was dancing in the audience. Interesting video with that. Like, we, we don't normally see Luann with uh, long, long hair. hair. Yeah. Chic Say La Vie, which had an iconic video filmed at the Borgata, which all iconic Housewives-related things yeah. are filmed. Everything occurs there. Um, where she's walking through the lobby with Kelly and Jill. They're sipping Diet Coke. They're, um, like, they're playing, playing craps. Yeah, they're in the... Or roulette or something. Yeah. I don't even know. It's great. That was all documented on the show. Remember, none of the other wives would be on it. Yeah, uh, well, Ramona wasn't allowed to be on it because... Avery, Avery told, her. told her that, look at her last video, like... This isn't a good look for you, which was insane. But she name checks all the girls. Oh, I love the name check. Including Cindy Barshop. And Simon. Oh, and Simon. Alex and Simon. (laughs) Um, And then her most recent song, Girl Code. Yes. Still waiting on the video for it. We were promised a video. This is my understanding of what happened. She filmed the video and then like someone told her it was like not right. I think it might have been... What's her face? The ginger from Difficult People. Oh, um, I forget her name. Oh my god, I'm gonna look it up. But it's the ginger from Difficult People. Uh, she like told her, "Oh no, you gotta like make it funny, make it campy." And I think they like were going to reshoot it, and maybe even did. But I think by the time that all happened, <gasps> wait, so. Luann and uh, Sonia are going to be on the next season Difficult People. I know, what exactly. If, what exactly. if they, like, what if it's part of that? Wow, that's a great prediction. It better be. Um, but yeah, I mean, even without the video, I still loved... Julie Klausner. Yes, I just <laughs> got it on my phone. Julie Klausner, yes. Uh, so even without the video, that Watch Rabbit's Live performance is a video in and of itself with featuring her daughter... Uh, Which, who she doesn't credit in the vocals, or, like, in the music. It's not, like, Luann featuring Victoria. Yeah. Even though she provides vocals. Yeah, she does provide a vocal. Um, and then Dorinda and Sonia and Andy are all in the background of that performance, yeah. too. That was great. So, I mean, Luann, truly the quintessential musician housewife. Yeah, we're, like, really biased towards New York all yeah, the time. Yeah, <laughs> but what are you gonna do? <laughs> so, Luann is our music queen. But... Uh, you know, each and every week we do have a freak of the week and a one true queen. Uh, so, Brendan, who's the freak of the week this week? So, Anne Hathaway, I love Devil Wears Prada, I love Princess Diaries, but she posted a video to her Instagram 
praising Beyonce's lemonade, but it was Anne, and she had a B written on her hand. There was like a lemon somewhere there too, I and think. Maybe she was wearing a lemon pin. I don't know. And then It's really weird. Halo was playing in the background <laughs> by Beyonce and she was bowing down to the camera and I like really had the thought like, does Anne Hathaway think that Halo's on Lemonade? But Halo was not on Beyonce self-titled. It was not on 4. It was on I Am Sasha Fierce. Where are you, Anne? Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> Why? Like, Lemonade had songs that she could have chosen, which just, like, I don't understand. I, I know. But A-list actresses have these weird Instagram presences. Maybe we can do a deep dive one time on... And Twitter presences as well. Yeah. Like, the ones who aren't, like, controlled by their... Team, yeah, like it's like Diane Keaton, Deborah Messing, Deborah Messy, <laughs> Deborah Messy, <laughs> her social media uh, presence. Uh, so yeah, but Anne definitely takes the cake yes. this week for the freak of the week. So what about our queen? Dan? Uh, so the one true queen. We already touched on this a little bit, but Carrie Duber. Oh my god! I mean, she she had a great episode of Dallas. Like she, you know, Leanne and Brandy have kind of been the focus of the first few episodes, but Carrie really like, she comes across as the most intelligent one yeah. of the group. She's, she showed up to that lunch wearing her scrubs and then the watch what happens live performance, uh, not performance. performance. <laughs> I'm just still thinking about performances. <laughs> the watch what happens live appearance after she looked beautiful. Yes. Like she is definitely one of the most beautiful Housewives. I mean, we're never going to do a ranking on that because that's a little, like, yeah. mean and rude. But that like, is very rude. But, like, she is one of the most beautiful housewives. Uh, anything else you have to say about Carrie? I look forward to watching her more. Yeah. <laughs> so that is it for this week. Um, you know, go to comethroughqueen.com, T-H-R-U. We're going to post that playlist that we talked about with all those uh, music videos and songs that we referenced earlier. Um, also for you Android freaks, um, <laughs> we're now available on Google Play Music, whatever that is. Um, you can also email at us, email us at uh, comethroughqueen at gmail.com. We would love to hear your ideas for deep dives and your comments about our show. Who knows? You might even end up as part of the broadcast. Yeah. Uh, so, Brendan, where can we find you online? Find me on twitter.com slash notbrendan. Yeah, and you can find me at idkidk on Twitter. Um, additionally, the EXP share, we took a little break, uh, but we'll be back early next week. There's been some crazy Nintendo and PlayStation news that broke, so for all you freaks out Nerds. there... Nerds! <laughs> come and tune in. Uh, so like, comment, share. Please please retweet. Love me, love me. Please retweet. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye. I want to see you come through, queen. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.